0: Hello, everybody. This week, I have the gorgeous Shannon McCurry, who is a divorce coach as well and a women's empowerment coach. So thank you so much for being here, Shannon. So
1: excited to talk with you, Olga. Thanks for having me.
0: We were already talking before the podcast, so we're going to go into the divorce coaching in a minute. But first, I would like you to go into how you went through all the chapters of your life and you ended up doing what you're doing today.
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, Grew up where family was a big value of mine. Um, I have a lot of sisters and brothers and really just built on that foundation of faith and love and family. Um, Graduated with a bachelor's of economics, went on to get married and have children of my own um, and really continue to live those values of faith and love and family. And then divorce showed up at my door, uninvited, unwelcome. Um, But there it was. And that really created a lot of turmoil for me and for my family and everyone that was involved. Um, I had an amazing therapist at the time and really felt called not to be stuck in that chapter of divorce and how I could move through that, help my girls move through it. And once I did and I navigated through the thick of it, I realized I needed to build a new chapter of life for myself. And I drew upon those same themes of family and love and faith and added to that, what could I put out into the world? What am I, what am I meant to do? And really turned my eye to coaching. I had started um, working on a, a master's in marriage and family therapy, but the timing was just off as far as where we were in our chapter getting grounded after the divorce. And the girls were very young at the time. Um, and so I found coaching and really saw that as the opportunity to help other women and individuals both empower themselves and deal with and navigate through divorce um, so I went through a, a year-long coaching certification program and built my business love strength and grace which again is really focused on helping people get in touch with who they are what they value and how to intentionally create either their next chapter
0: or their next their next kind of, next step in life, so to speak. I love it. And before we were talking about the difference between therapy and coaching, how you thought that uh, the therapeutic path was going to be where you were going to serve people. But then you realized that you like the actual moving forward uh, dimension of coaching. And that's something that Totally spoke to me as well. The founder of the life coaching school, she tells us the story of why she created that um, school because she was same story, like trying to go through therapy. But therapy was very much about the disease, the diagnosis, the what is wrong. And when she found coaching, she felt the same. I think that we all feel, which is, oh, there is space to grow. There is that nothing is gone wrong. It's just, we don't know how to move through our obstacles. So when you help your clients, what it is that you actually use, what are the tools that you use the most to help them move from, I want a divorce to, I had a very good divorce. Yes.
1: And I love what you said. It, therapy has its place and with all due respect, and it is important to move through what happened and why and deal with those emotions. But it's like looking in the rear view mirror because that did happen and that was in the past and coaching is very much sitting in the driver's seat and looking out the dashboard about where I am now and where I want to go and building on that momentum. So some of the things I use with my clients, the foundational tool that I use, Olga, is their values because they were so strong for me growing up and they've changed over time. Like, you know, my core three values have carried through my whole life. But there's other values depending on my chapter, my age and stage, what other life callings I have. My values have moved up or down on the priority list. Some have gotten sidelined for a little while, or I find new ones that I want to incorporate. And so it's a really important tool that we use to anchor ourselves. Because in the midst of the chaos of divorce, we have all of these external circumstances that are happening to us, right? Our former spouse litigation mediation decisions about children division of property decisions about finances and we can get caught in that chaos and that swirl so what we want to do is we want to shift and harness the internal power that we all have and so many times I'm coming across the client and I lived it myself where we have this really sh- like shining light this strong core of who we are and over time we became we become someone's significant other or a wife, or a mother, or an entrepreneur, or somebody at work or the community, and that light gets a little dim. And I don't think we do it intentionally. I think it comes from a place of service and compromise and wanting to give to others. But I've found a number of cases where people are left standing after divorce, they're not really sure who they are anymore, because they've gone and given to so many other people causes. And so when we can shift and harness that internal power again. It's like peeling back the layers of the onion. And the way we do that is to get in touch with our values. So I say to each and every one of my clients, what do you value in life? It's the first session that we have. And a lot of times I get dead silence. Hmm. What, What do you mean? And I'm like, what could you not do without? What really lights you up inside? What are the things that keep you going? If you had a completely free day to yourself, what would you do with it? And so then this conversation sparks and we go from there. And once we have their values in place, we can rank them. We can talk about them. And then we decide what habits do you have in place that are honoring those values? And that just serves as the springboard, Olga, into, okay, this is where I'm dissatisfied. This is where I'm satisfied. This is where I want to spend my resources of time and energy and money, Um, and it really just opens us up, opens the client up to a window into themselves that they forgot was there.
0: Mm. And you've mentioned a couple of times a value that I feel for some people contradicts their desire to end their marriage. They, they, they have a really big trouble with it and it's faith. I have had clients come to me and said, my marriage needs to end, but I can't because I believe that my faith says that's wrong. How do you help them navigate that? Yep. Yeah,
1: so the, my faith was a huge factor in my getting through that chapter of war successfully and something that I lean into hard every day. I don't push faith on my client. And you know, as a coach yourself, each of us owns our own story. And we actually know what the best answer is for our own life. And that's what I love about coaching is I'm not here to give you advice or mentor you. If someone specifically asks me, I'll say, okay, but I'm going to take my coaching hat off now. And I'm going to tell you, this is what I did. And that's why it worked for my life. But ultimately we each have to make our own decision. So it's my job to ask him or her questions. Like what role does it have? What is that message telling you? Who can you talk to? And what knowledge do you need to obtain to understand the full picture and the impact that it has to your life. We look at both sides of the decision. And again, what knowledge do you need to obtain or what knowledge are you standing on and rooted in? What are the benefits? What are the costs Costs, and how do we wanna to get to that decision point? Really steering away from the all or nothing thinking and really trying to see the whole the whole board and what resonates most with them. Some people make decisions with their heart. Some people make decisions with their head So leaning into the person and really understanding what's at the core of that for them and helping them to navigate through that, that process. Cause it isn't an easy one, but it is prevalent for a lot of us.
0: Mm. And it's very important. I don't know if you guys noticed what um, Shannon just did. She just described the coaching process, which I sometimes uh, have to explain to my clients when they come to me, especially in the consultation call, is we are not your advisors. That's why you have advisors, lawyers, um, hopefully financial advisors as well. We are not the experts. You are the expert. Our job is to ask the questions, the questions that nobody else is asking. That's what we get paid for. (laughs) And also to be able to sit in the discomfort of you seeing what those images and those uh, programs are running through your head. And then with your permission, asking, do you want to keep it or do you want to let it go? But very often, we think that the coach is going to be our everything. They're going to tell us. And very often, we want the permission. Mm -hmm. That's one of the main things that comes um, in every session. It's like, do I have permission to do this? It is not our job. You are the one that has sovereign command over your life. So it's very important that even if you never get to work with a coach, that you understand this is the process. So you can do it on your own life. One of the the tools that I use with my clients is journaling. And journaling, I say, is the cheapest form of therapy. Mm -hmm. You can ask the questions and then very honestly, in a very non-edited form, you answer them on paper. Yes. Very safe
1: space. There's no judgment there. You just have to make sure nobody has
0: access to that
1: and can never find
0: it. Find <laughs> it really well, but mm-hmm. the, the journal is gonna do. I mean, except for reflecting back to you what you've written, which is basically you just read it again. Um, it's the same. It's the same pattern. It's no judgment, no shame, no guilt. We're not gonna give you permission either. Neither is your journal. But you will see the patterns, and you do. The, then you decide whether you wanna move forward or stay with them. Mm-hmm. And I think that really gets to the nugget of clarity, Olga,
1: which I think so many people are after, especially when there's a lot of chaos. It's like, how do I even find my feet again? What is it that is important to me? And so without asking those questions, without getting out of our head and either into the hands or the the ears of someone else or onto paper, um, it can be very confusing. And so I too love to suggest journaling because for me personally, and I, I know for many others, and it sounds like yourself included that's the place of
0: clarity. Mm. What is your take on clarity? I have a very clear antidote, but I don't know if that's the one that you like uh, using as well. Meaning what do I do when I need clarity? Yes. Uh, two things. One,
1: I usually have to go to a quiet space and shut out all the external noise and the internal noise. And for me, that's connecting in prayer or it's meditation. And in those spaces, when I can tap into my breath and the inhale and the exhale, the answer usually does settle with inside of myself. If I'm really chaotic or it's a bigger problem, I go to my journal and I do write. And if I don't feel the clarity, which I usually do, but if it's a bigger speed bump, I do read it back. And I, I'm seeing a theme, I'm seeing a theme. It's like the same word keeps repeating. And I'm like, ah, that's what I need to tackle.
0: Mm, Yeah, that's very similar to my process. My process is twofold. It's uh, intuition first. Same Mm -hmm. thing. Switch everything off and connect to yourself. Second, take action. Whatever I've heard the message, I will do it. Doesn't mean that it's the right action, but it's action. And then with my body being connected to my body and the results of that action, then I will know whether it's the right path or not. So Mm -hmm. when it comes to connecting to intuition, I feel, and correct me if you feel this is not the right statement, that again, as women, we've been told to ignore our intuition, to just fulfill our roles. And if you're a mother, you're a mother. If you're a worker, you're a a worker. Uh, If you're a spouse, you're a spouse. But there is very little of who are you? What do you want? What do you need? So that's one of the first things that we have to work with our clients to be like, You have the answers. You just have to learn how to listen. So things to do to make sure that intuition can come through, even when we don't have the space to sit in meditation, when we don't have the space to sit in prayer, when we're actually sitting in negotiation, we -hmm. have all the stress of the world up on our shoulders and we still need to hear that voice. Mm -hmm. What is your suggestion? That's why the values work is so important, Olga, because
1: that's something you strengthen internally and you take it everywhere. So whether you're sitting in mediation or negotiation, or you're being asked to chair something at the kid's school, or you're being asked to do something in your community or take on a new role at work, when you know your value set and your value system, you can quickly, and it becomes a muscle that you strengthen and it happens faster over time, but you can quickly check in with yourself and run it through your value set. Do I have time for this? Is it in my top 10 values? Am I saying yes from a place of intrinsic value? Or am I saying yes because of expectations? And I think you make a great point with that. When we are in that place of chaos and confusion, we do need to go inside ourselves because so many times, whether it's for, with our phone or the opinions and thoughts of other people, it's like, well, well, what will I, what will they think of me? What will I look like? How many likes will I get? What will my sister say? What will this person think? And we do it from a place of obligation or I should, or because that's the role we're meant to play versus what we actually
0: think is right for our life. Mm -hmm. And for me and for many people, I felt that that was one of the gifts of divorce. It actually reconnected me to who I wanted to be, what I wanted to do. I was living a very beautiful life. It just wasn't the one that I wanted. And then when you get through the divorce, which is the funky part, then you get to experience life in your own terms. So I'm curious in your life, What is the grace, that the Shannon that we had before and after the divorce? And I'll say there's a a big asterisk by that because she's still a work
1: in progress. There's still some of the before that shows up in this after. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. Nobody let you through this door on purpose. (laughs) Um, The Shannon before was very um, centered on others very much the caregiver and I will say that is a thread I've brought through but I also now exercise that towards myself and I work with a lot of people who are the same they're very giving generous-hearted people and that's where they get their energy from but it can also be very depleting so we learn how to shift and also share that love that self-love and I know that's a big buzzword now but how to take care of ourselves so before I was I as a middle child And I was always deflecting to what made everybody else happy. And now I know what makes me happy. I know what I want to do and need to do in order to live the big life that I desire and that I have built. And so I would say that's the biggest difference before and after. Um, My faith has also gotten a lot stronger through the divorce. It was always there for me, but it's something that's more present for me now. I'm more grateful for it. Um, and more respectful of it, I would say. I think those are the two biggest differences.
0: Mm. And you may be biased to answer this question, but I feel like we have a bit of a duty to let people know from women who have gone through divorce and also professionals that now guide other people through divorce, what would be your advice when someone comes to you um, and says, I'm about to go through a divorce? For me, there is one sentence that I tell every single one. What is your one piece of advice? You need to take care of yourself.
1: You need to get support in place and you need to make sure that you are at the top of the list from what you're eating to how you're sleeping, to how you're spending your resources. And you need to reach out and ask for what you need.
0: Mm. What is yours? (laughs) Mine is do not do it alone. Mm-hmm. i i made the mistake of trying to do it alone and by that I, it's similar to yours you know i didn't want to ask for help i didn't want to bother anybody and i didn't want to find professional help we ended up having a divorce without lawyers that was important for me but if i was to do it again i would have hired lawyers and i would have definitely i did have a life coach so that's where it became really really special for me and it was very important that then i'd let other people know like At the very least, get a divorce coach. Like to me, that's a non-negotiable. All the other things you can add on top of that. But yeah, the part of not doing it alone, because I I literally wasted three years of my life. And I say not wasted. Sometimes I reframe it with, I was you know, letting my husband get on the same um, wavelength. But now I know that I work with women and I'm like, you don't have to wait for three years. You can actually have the conversations now. You just have to know how to. But at the time, I had no idea. I had no direction, and I I was, you know, talk about a working process. I believe that we're all working process until they put us six feet under. Yeah, we're still in <laughs> a work in progress. But back then, it was I had to unravel that whole thing of I, I don't know who I am, and mm-hmm. I was kind of doing that on my own, and it was really hard, and it took too long. Um, so yeah, for me, it's don't do it alone. Just literally, ideally, hire a divorce coach because I think that. A divorce coach, and again, guys, we're not trying to blow our own. <laughs> but it's I just really want to let people know when something works, it works. And for me, a, a divorce coach or a life coach, they're just gonna help you stay grounded, stay together. This is a time when it's like a huge storm. It's just gonna come through your life. So if somebody was to say to you, "Hey, you need to have an emergency preparedness kit, and this is what you need in it." Why would you not listen to them? And this right. is literally us saying. There is a storm coming and when i have content about divorce some people criticize me be like oh you make it all look like it's um walk in the park and i'm like never divorce is a really challenging process that's why you need someone to help you navigate it that's that to me is the the, the bottom line you need help to navigate it i completely agree yes 100%. Yeah. and and also as we were saying at the beginning i think that there is a place for a team oh absolutely if you can put together a team with a divorce coach a therapist a lawyer and a financial advisor and if you need a mediator you're in business and and the funny thing is that most people when they hear that they're like oh my god you're trying to make me go broke and it's like you're actually gonna save money yeah how many people do you hire for your wedding (laughs) right I mean,
1: we can pull out any sort of analogy, right? Like if you're going to have surgery, you don't just say, okay, I'll just take the surgeon and we, we don't need anesthesia. We don't need nursing. We don't need the hospital room. Like you need the team. And I'll have lawyers say to me, like, I'm so grateful when there's a coach involved because the bill is actually less to the client. And I have clients that are angry when they get their monthly statement because, oh my goodness, you billed me for this phone call and this phone call and this phone call. And we didn't get anywhere for two reasons. One, the lawyer is centered on the law. They're not schooled and they shouldn't be in emotion and therapy and coaching. That's not their role yet. Sometimes if people don't have a coach or a therapist in place, they're calling their attorney to vent about the other side, or they're upset about something. That's not what the lawyer is for, but when the phone rings, they have to start to charge. And secondly, I've had attorneys say to me, when my client gets in front of me, sometimes they are so clouded by the emotion. They can't get to the decision that they need to make because they're sitting in anger or sadness or resentment or whatever the the emotion is. They're not thinking that this decision is the next five, 10, 15 years of my life. I'm so angry. This is how I feel. I can't rationally get to that place where a coach can have those conversations ahead of time, drain the emotion, put it in its inappropriate place, and then tackle the business decision side
0: of the divorce the way that it needs to be addressed. Exactly, I have the Holistic Divorce Institute where we train coaches, and that's our whole paradigm. It's like you have to deal with the emotions of divorce first, and then you deal with the legalities. And one of our students is uh, already a family lawyer and a mediator so now she's also going to be a divorce coach and I'm like you are a unicorn this is unheard of like I only know two people so if you need a lawyer in Montana or Florida that is (laughs) coach and a mediator I got you but it doesn't happen like that the majority of the cases it is like we said you know you have the family lawyer and then you have it's it's the same as with uh, you know if you have to do work at the house the the roofer is not going to be able to do your electrical work unless you find a unicorn that can do both things so I, I just believe, and I don't know if you agree with this, that we're just changing the paradigm and yes. in the next, I don't even want to say in the next decade, I think within this decade, we're going to find that the process of divorce is, I'm getting a divorce and the first call is to a divorce coach yes. They help you organize the whole process. We get to the end with a lot less animosity and resentment and chaos. Yes, because I'll actually have a lot of clients say to me,
1: I see three, three stages in divorce, the people that are contemplating or thinking something's wrong, the people that are in the thick of it. And then the people who have signed the paperwork and they're like, well, now what I'm not missing so-and-so or, or, or I don't have this title or this partnership. What do I do now? So I see these th- three distinct buckets. And when I work with folks in the latter category, they'll often say, oh, I wish I knew you then. One, because I would have been better at communicating about knowing who I am and I would have had those muscles to use in my relationship or that really would have benefited me as I was going through the thick of the divorce because I wouldn't have been so triggered. I would have had a more level head. I would have dealt with those emotions because I feel like we all get to the other side of divorce. It's just how long does it take and what is the process like? And I feel like that is the inherent value of a coach
0: But if you've never had one, there's some education around what that's like. Mm -hmm. And also how traumatized you end up after, because I think that for some people, there is definitely a before and after, and the after is not pretty. Mm -hmm. The after is, there's a lot of hatred towards the other person. There is a lot of emotional baggage that now they have to deal with. And I always say, you know, we live in a society now that is fortunately getting very trauma informed. And we still don't recognize how traumatizing divorce can be. It doesn't have to be, but it can be. So for me, it's like, why don't we just go to the root and say, if this process has the potential to be so traumatizing, let's put the resources, let's help the people to make sure that that doesn't happen and they can move on to their next great chapter and with all these skills. That's another thing that I'm always like, why wouldn't you wanna learn how to negotiate, how to speak with conscious communication, how to connect to your intuition. Like, I wish I had known this 25 years ago. Like, it's good for life. It's life skills. So if your divorce is going to provide you that through working with a professional, holly freaking Lucia. Like, yeah, it <laughs> it's
1: so true. And I, and I try to say to people, like, it's, it's something that's going to last. Like, you could spend the same amount of money on a dinner out or a vacation or a girl's weekend or a guy's trip or whatever it is. That will come and go. The stuff you're going to learn is creating an internal shift, which is going to serve you
0: your whole life. Mm-hmm. I, I joke and please, I love all my fitness coaches, but I usually joke that we have no problem going like, oh, I need a fitness coach. And I would say, yeah, the six pack looks good on you. But imagine <laughs> if you had a mind that is a six pack of a mind, you know, and that's, you know, for me, the difference between successful and unsuccessful people is their mind is how do they let their mind govern all their decision making? And we go through life with no one explaining it to me. And for me, that was the biggest thing with life coaching. It was like, wait a minute, are you telling me that I have to believe all my thoughts? Yeah. (laughs) I have a choice to manage my thoughts. What kind of sorcery is that? And it's like, it's called coaching tools. Here they are.
1: Mm -hmm. It's it's amazing stuff.
0: Well, this has been so amazing Shannon, and I'm so happy to see a kindred spirit. I believe that it, 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 it also shows with you that you are doing this because it's your passion, because yes. we wanna help the world be a better place and we don't want people to fall through the cracks. Is that is that correct? That's spot on because
1: I think that was something I felt going through my divorce was very alone, very isolated. I didn't know anyone who was divorced. So I was now the black sheep, so to speak, where I didn't really fit in. And I couldn't even give my girls an example. When I when we were explaining what was happening, I didn't even have anyone that they could look to, to say, you'll still be okay. We'll still be okay. We'll still be a family. You're still loved, which is so important. Um, and so I felt very alone and very isolated and there's shame wrapped up in there, you know? And so what are those really strong messages that I had to fight hard against not to get stuck in that current chapter of divorce and how do we help other women do that? And that's why I love your, your podcast, because it's the woman who's, you know, driving in her car, who's listening while she's making dinner, who's listening after, you know, she's taking a shower and she may not be ready to talk yet about it. But hopefully some of the messages that we're giving and sending is an example of what's possible when you do step out with that vulnerability just a little bit, because there are enough of us now in this space that we can show you don't have to live in shame and look at what the other side can be like. It's amazing. And there's a lot of us here to help you through that process. Um, it doesn't have to be this dark dead end. Yes, it is the end of your marriage. And that's true. And we need to sit with that and acknowledge that. And it can be the beginning of whatever it is you want to create, which is the beautiful, beautiful space.
0: Mm, That is so true. It's, you know, in order for something to be born, something needs to go. And I, like you said, I love bringing other women because it's all very good for me to show you my life, show you my process, but I want to Tell you, you can't give me the excuse of, oh, Olga, it worked for you, but it won't work for me. Look at all these other women. And that was another thing that I had a belief that was so poisonous for me. And it was always like, I'm always gonna have like this scarlet thing on yes. me of I'm a divorced woman. And you know, I'm I'm less than. And now I'm like, bring me any divorced woman. I think that they're total badasses, like wow. what every divorced woman went through and hopefully grew through. I wanna hear that story. Yeah, I'm not that interested in the, oh, we've been married for 45 years. Okay, anything else? You go for me. (laughs) And what's next,
1: because we all have it. And for me, like, it's not all roses. I still am a work in progress. The fear still rears its ugly head sometimes. That perfectionism, I gotta stand toe to toe with that every morning to tell myself that it's not the external, you are enough, that I need to believe that myself and that's okay. Like that's, we're here to help each other and to continue to grow every single day. So we're never done. It's never better on the other side. It's just about how you're navigating and walking the road.
0: Absolutely. That's beautiful. I have a couple of questions that I asked all my guests. Are you ready for them? I am. Uh, first question is where do you see your next great chapter? Ha! <sighs> I see my next
1: great chapter. um, Personally, I would love to have a space that I can go to, um, to decompress on a, on a semi regularly based on a semi regular basis. Professionally, I would like to start to work with groups of women because right now I really focus on -on one-on-one work and I love it. Um, but I am feeling called to work with groups because there's just such synergy that connects women um, when they can share their story and help pull each other up, so I I really see
0: that as, as a next step. Terrific, and where do you see the world's next great chapter? I see the world's next great chapter
1: in well, I wanted to say what my hope is for the world's next great chapter. And my hope is connection, that we go back to meaningful relationships, acceptance and connection that's real time versus through technology or through um, means of social media, that it's real person to real person, that we can take down some of those barriers be a little more vulnerable, like you and I are doing today, sharing the real truths of how it goes down, um, and that that connection would be back in place.
0: Mm, which we can do through technology. Like we are not yeah. sitting next to each other. It, but, but I think that I, I hear you when I feel that technology is just putting us into this fake world where everything is just like, oh, this is the real of my life. And it's like, what's underneath? Show me and nobody's showing. Right. <laughs> exactly. And that's all fine. But I also
1: want the the real conversation, which you're right. We can do through technology. The conversation has got to be real though.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, this has been a beautiful conversation. I'm so happy that we connected. And for people who would like to work with you, see your content, connect with you, where can they find you?
1: Sure. My, my website is lovestrengthandgrace.com. All spelled out and the word and is spelled out as well. So lovestrengthandgrace.com. They can read more tes- client testimonials. They can book a free strategy, strategy session there. There's resources. Um, and then my direct
0: email is there as well. Fantastic. I'll put all the info on the on the show notes, but thank you so much for being today and for the work that you're doing in the world. Thank you. Same, for, same goes
1: to you, Olga. You are a shining light in this space, and, and I'm blessed to have had the conversation.
0: Thank you so much. And everybody else, I'll see you next week. Aloha. Hey, if you're passionate about helping others move to the next chapter and want to join one of the fastest growing industries, I would like to invite you to my upcoming training to become a certified holistic divorce coach. Just head over to olga.nadal.com and click on the Holistic Divorce Institute tab. I can't wait to meet you inside the program.